Listener Production. Why did our big mining stocks run out of steam this Arbo? And what does the fall in retail spending mean for Aussie investors? Good afternoon, I'm Steve. And I'm Laura. It's the 9th of May. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Well, Laura. Stevie, we're Happy here again. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. We had a pretty good run for two straight days at least. And, uh, and of course, Snatched. in typical market fashion... <laughs> That's the end of that. Markets decided to fall today. For now, for now. Yes, as you mentioned, we did snap a two-day winning streak. The ASX fell about a fifth of 1% to 7,264 today. And we did have a mixed session in the US overnight. We saw investors being pretty cautious ahead of key inflation figures, which are due to be released tomorrow at 10.30 p.m. And that's our time here in Sydney. Investors tend to take a step back in anticipation of key economic data being released. And that's proven true over in the US with likely another similar night ahead. And just to explain why this is important, what happens overseas, especially in US markets, will often tend to flow into what we see here in our Aussie market. So it's important to stay on top of these kinds of movements. But if we take a look over to what happened in sectors locally today, we had only two of the 11 sectors managing to post gains. The financial sector lifted by half a percent, and that was the best performing sector after banks recovered from losses earlier in the day. Macquarie was the standout there. It especially helped support that lift in the financial sector as it ended its multi-day losing streak. But as I mentioned, all other sectors posted losses. Real estate actually fell the most. It was down one and a half percent. And then we saw about a half a percent fall in consumer discretionary, healthcare and tech as well. And really, this is the interesting thing about what happened on markets today, because at one stage this morning, we were down half a percent. Then we had a steady improvement throughout most of the afternoon. The key reason was that the banks were really struggling this morning and then they managed to stage a bit of a recovery and we had a bit of an improvement coming through in the Arvo. Now, the banks over the past week have released a whole lot of profit results. We heard from ANZ, NAB, Westpac with half-year numbers since last Thursday. Then we had Macquarie out with an annual result. And today it was Commonwealth Bank's turn, only releasing a quarterly number. So basically saying over the past three months how they've done. Profits up around 10% compared to a year earlier, making about $2.6 billion. But the key theme that we've seen from all the banks and the reason why shares have generally fallen for the banks, if we don't include today's improvements, is the fact that investors are looking forward. They're looking at the next six to 12 months. And many of the banks have warned that it could very well be quite a bit more challenging as well over the, the months ahead because of a slowing economy and because of all the rate hikes we've seen too. Yeah, and if we look at today's worst performer, we actually had Silver Lake. That's a gold miner. It fell most on the ASX 200. It lost about 5.5%, which is the biggest daily drop since late March. I had a little look into this stock, and just last month the stock rose about 8%. But so far this month, even though we're only in early days, it's already lost all of that ground plus more. Even though we had a bit of an uneasy market last week, which saw most gold miners rising as investors sometimes flee to that as a safe haven asset when the rest of the market is falling, this stock seemed to be quite an exception and and it actually fell most days last week. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, we had Imugene. That was the best performer today. It lifted almost 9%. And if we go back to early April, Imugene was actually one of the best performers over the whole first week of April after announcing it made progress towards its cancer treatment. 
This stock was actually first listed in 1993. It's older than me, Stevie. Wow. <laughs> and it did pretty well back in November 2021, around the time it signed an agreement with Pfizer, which was all the rave during the COVID days. And since then, it's slowly been moderating and it's done a little bit better lately on the news of that cancer treatment progress. And miners today, they were all over the place. So they mining were. stocks, they actually started off quite well. And this was mainly because commodity prices moved higher. So we get these daily moves in things like iron ore, gold, lithium, and other stuff. Basically, iron ore prices rose about 4% in the past day. So this morning we had BHP, Rio, and Fortescue, which are not only the three largest iron ore mining companies in Australia, but they're also the three largest miners outright as well. They were generally doing well. Now, around lunchtime today, they all started to fall away. And one of the key reasons is there was an update in China on how much China is importing into the country and exporting and selling overseas. What really economists were honed in on most were imports. So how much China was bringing in. That slumped by about 8% in April compared to a year earlier. And that can often be a sign that its economy is slowing. They're bringing less things into China to then process and sell offshore as different products. So that was a reason really why all of the miners underperformed and that was also quite a weight on our market. Again, the banks did well, so that helped to offset those declines at least. And another key piece of data that we saw coming out today were retail trade figures for the March quarter. So retail sales declined from January to March this year by 0.6% to be exact, which is the biggest fall in retail sales since covid But before that was 2009 within that GFC period, and that was the last time we saw a drop to this effect for the quarter. It's actually the second quarter in a row that we saw these numbers falling, so it seems consumers are starting to feel the squeeze of higher inflation. But the key takeaway is that people are starting to feel, uh, starting to be more cautious with how they're spending their money. We're seeing demand for goods falling, and this could be one of the key pieces of data that the Reserve Bank looks at when deciding on interest rates. So this easing might pump the brakes on interest rate hikes, which is positive news for investors. But in a nutshell, that's why we look at and talk about these pieces of data, because of how it impacts our economy and our markets. Today, though, this fall is exactly what our markets were expecting, so we didn't see any surprises in terms of a market reaction. Even looking at some of the retail stocks in particular, they were relatively mixed today. Stocks like Harvey Norman, Maya, JB Hi-Fi and the likes, they didn't seem to have a reaction to what came out in those numbers. And I think that's because none of this was really new information, is it? We've seen these kinds of companies cautioning that their sales have started to moderate in recent times. So it wasn't really much of a shock. Exactly. And these retail, when we say retail sales, basically how much we're all buying at the shops. And it's generally backward looking. So, you know, this was for the prior month. It's kind of like looking in the rearview mirror rather than looking through the front window of your car, seeing what's actually ahead. But you're right, you know, rate hikes, that's going to hurt things, of course, when it comes to consumers moving forward. So there is that expectation there that things could be tough. We also had consumer confidence as well. This was a release. This is a weekly survey where people are asked five questions, basically about how they're feeling about their own money but also what their perceptions are of the economy overall. This can also give us a sense of what's coming up further down the track. So it's a bit more of a leading indicator, as the nerds like to call it. And this basically showed that consumer confidence has fallen, and it's mainly because, it seems, of that surprise rate hike that we had uh, last week. 
should mention, or let's look ahead, actually, because we've got a lot going on in the next couple of days. Let's do it. I think the most important might be the federal budget tonight. I think so. I think so. It's at least uh, perhaps what's going to get the most media coverage, but I don't think it's going to be very much of an important document for share markets. Not market moving. Not market moving. Exactly right. So for those who don't know, budget 7.30pm tonight will be released in in Canberra. Uh, Again, not typically a market moving event, but this is where the government will outline its plans for the coming year. These are just plans. It's important to remember because they still need to get through parliament. And most of these initiatives are very well communicated in the media. You would have just had to turn the news on and you'll see either the treasurer or the prime minister talking about some of the stuff that they, they want to implement. So wouldn't expect much of a, an impact on markets, you'd think, in the next day. The other thing to look out for in Australia, just some dividends coming up, NAB and mm-hmm. Westpac. Yeah, and that's important. NAB's one, especially tomorrow, because it's a pretty big dividend. It's about 3% of its share price. So it wouldn't be surprising. We never know, but um, it could certainly be a weight on our market tomorrow. Yeah, it's not uncommon to see a stock falling on the day that they trade ex-dividend because essentially when you're buying a stock ex-dividend, you're buying it without that entitlement to to that money. So you would assume that the stock would go down. But again, this is not always the case and it's just going off what's happened in history. But if we look at the US market, fairly quiet ahead mm-hmm. of inflation figures, which I mentioned earlier, we do have a small business optimism and economic optimism data scheduled to be released though some speeches from central banks in Europe and in the US. Yep, so that that could receive attention any anytime some of those uh, leaders of central banks talk about, you know, how things are going, what inflation's doing, what might happen to interest rates, that can certainly move markets. And also tomorrow we've got a profit result from CSR, the building products maker, and GPT and Aluka will both hold annual meetings as well. And on that note, I think that pretty much wraps it up for today, Stevie. I think that's enough, don't you think, uh, Laura? I had so much fun. (laughs) Today was one of my favourites. Me too. Let's see what uh, tomorrow holds for us. Let's see. Thank you, everyone, and we'll see you tomorrow. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.